Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 609 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with it at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. Dan, another cold February morning. Uh, except it's March now. Oh, it is March. <laughs> How about that? Uh, leap Day has uh, thrown me. I mean, It's February 30th. No? It's, <laughs> another cold March morning. God, you're right. It's um, March. But this will be the last cold morning we see in a while. Probably yeah. the last freeze in at least a week. No as, kidding. Uh, temperatures are going to warm right up again as we go through it, the weekend. It was cold last night. It, mm-hmm. it was dry. So that was... Yep. That was Welcome. We uh, we were out late. I didn't get back till eleven o'clock last night. But walking how are you from awake the last right now, I don't know how you uh, do this. It was uh, it was a wild night, long, many events. But walking, we were in Asbury Park for the last event. Kim Guadano had her so Sisters of nice Mercy and charity windy there, freezing. Yeah. <laughs> for, and so yeah. everyone else, of course, valeted. But I'm like, no, I'm You're just going to park. Yep. I found a spot. But that two block walk yes. from the oceanfront Berkeley Hotel. Yeah. Freezing. So already we're going to see improvements today because yeah. the wind will be lighter. That that wind yesterday just did not help the chilly mm-hmm. situation at all. So today we're going to push into the seasonable mid-40s, a light breeze, nice. good sunshine. Pretty good way to start off the new month here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are we thinking weekend-wise? I mean, we've got the Rutherford uh, Parade is this weekend. There's We've got we, uh, busy. I'll be in the Leap of the Lake in Hopatcong tomorrow. So it's mixed news think? for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is looking pretty wet. Morning really? and afternoon we're going to have rain around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost an all day thing. Um, the steadiest, heaviest stuff kind of kicks in in the midday hours. So, yeah. outdoor events are going to have some some trouble tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the good news is, if you've got something on Sunday or if rain dates are scheduled for Sunday, yeah. it's looking fantastic. We'll oh, get peaks of good. sun, dry weather, and close to sixty degrees by the end of the no weekend. No kidding! Mm-hmm. Ah, Sunday's going to be a great day. Yes, all yes, right, good. You got big weekend plans. Uh, I am attending <laughs> the <laughs> University of Scouting tomorrow with the uh, Boy Scouts of America. Nice. I serve as a leader with the Cub Scouts, That's and cool. I'm going to learn how to do my job better tomorrow. So I love it. That'll it, be lots of fun. Enjoy that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Eric, the weekend is here. Apparently, March is here, too. I just That's learned right. that. Yeah, well, you know, there is no February 30th. There isn't. There should be, maybe. Uh, There's uh, something uh, to work on. Uh, you know what it is? March is a is a um, a mindset shift. Yes, it right? totally is. Yep. February, dark winter, cold. Yep. yep. So this morning just felt like it could be January, it could be February. The fact that it's March, I my brain goes to Easter, which is in March this year. Right. It's early. Yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm off Easter Monday. I think the Friday before too. Are you oh. here? You're here. You'll be... Uh, well, I guess I, if you're not here, I guess I have you, to be You here. need to be here, right? <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, you'll, you're in um, next week, and I'm going to call you from the border. From the border. I'm Friday. looking forward to that. That's going to be I, a lot of fun. I can't, I, I can't wait to see what I'm going to see. You know, I feel like it's... Uh, you, you hear so many reports, and it's, it's always... You, you watch videos, but I want to experience it and understand firsthand... What's going on? So we're meeting with some law enforcement, Homeland Security, the yep. Border Patrol. It's going to be, uh, I think, an eye-opening experience. But that'll be Friday morning. I think we've scheduled it uh, 8 o'clock Texas, so 9 o'clock okay. our time. Okay. And then I'm going to Facebook Live. And if it works out earlier, I'll let you know. I think our day starts at 6 a.m. So we'll be Yikes. 
out on the road at 7. But uh, anyway, before that gets here, we've got a weekend ahead. What do you got? Yeah. Um, you know, this weekend kind of snuck up on us. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly. Although, <laughs> I will tell you, I think I know what I'm doing tonight. Um, I... Amalfi's has the lollipop lamb chops oh, special for you're, you are playing. So I, I I looked at that and I was like, "Oop, I don't oh, know that's doing. great!" How do they do with that? I have not had them there because you grill them. Yes, I theirs are they, they are grilled. Um, and I'm trying to think what type of sauce does Joel put on it. I'd love to try. Them. I, I think it all it might even be kind of like a fig sauce. It's very Ooh. lightly seasoned, so that you have. I never thought of it. Figs with that. Oh, figs are great on lamb. Because my grandmother used to serve the mint jelly. Yeah. No, I hated yeah. it. I mean, I just, I, gro- mint jelly is gross. I don't even, I, I don't even understand mint jelly. Who first thought about mint jelly? It doesn't belong. I, I, I don't know, but I will tell you that even at my parents' restaurant, it was lamb chops were always served with fig. With so yeah. we buy the and you can get it. Sometimes the Amish market has it, and there are a lot of Italian stores will have it. Um, the fig jam, mm-hmm. right? That yep. and and that we put with on goat cheese. Yep, and a love little that. honey. Mm-hmm. Oof, I yeah, love that. It. Is I that, that's it's one I love figs. I I do stuffed roasted figs. Um, what do you stuff them with? Uh, either feta Prosciutto? or cheese. Oh. And, yeah. And then wrap them in a piece of bacon. Okay. And stick them under the broiler. In. Yep. In. <laughs> Done. Sold. Sold. I want it. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Yeah, it had to be about food this early. I, I am, uh, I'm already hungry. Fig? So you roast the figs first? How do you do it? No, you you take the figs, you stuff them with either goat cheese or feta. I like it with the goat cheese. Um, and then you wrap them in a strip of bacon. Like raw bacon. Yep, just raw bacon. I actually kind of have a rack where you almost hang them from the stem, but you can do it in any kind of rack. You can just put toothpicks the through this. Right? Yes, so you put toothpicks yeah. through the, the shorter part, you know, the, the top, the pear end, um, and then just hang them off the rack. Put something underneath to catch the drippings. But they roast perfectly, and the bacon is so crisp on that, and it just it's, it's delicious. I love that. Bacon holds in the cheese. Yeah, you don't How do have you the do cheese the rack, dripping. Though? I don't understand you. So you're you you put the toothpick in, so it's almost it's elevated, and then you actually you drop it into the rack. So if you have the rack like this, you have the toothpick that sits like this on the rack, and the fig hangs underneath the. So rack. on your uh, you're on the upper rack of the oven, yeah. and they're hanging yep. down. Yep. And what do you have a pan underneath? Yeah, you just put a pan underneath it to keep you you know a cookie sheet or something. That is like a that. great idea. Yeah. How do you yep. get it to hold on the toothpick? You put it through. The you fig. put it through. You put it through the fig. Yeah, through the top by the stem. Come on. How long does that cook? Depending. If you have your oven at like 425, that'll crisp in seven minutes. I'm in. And the cheese doesn't drip out? Mm-mm. No, because the bacon holds it in. Oh, my God. Bacon, fig, goat cheese. All right, I'm done. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I, 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 all right, the day is over. We could just get some beer in here. I think uh, we got a full morning. All right, what do you got going on this weekend? It's a great weekend coming up. 616, Fast Traffic Instant Weather Now. Wow. Six twenty two on New Jersey one oh one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. With you know, ten o'clock this morning, talking Jersey, taking your calls, one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. So big uh, weekend ahead. 
a lot of a uh, lot of events happening, and uh, it's um, it's getting exciting. I, I've got a full schedule this weekend. Check it out. My public schedule at uh, BillSpadia.com/events. And I'll make sure I link that to the show website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Later today, and remember, after the 8.30 news, we'll have a very special Blue Friday. Uh, we're also going to hear from some of the um, um, members uh, that are affiliated with the Tom's River Police, uh, some former folks that are pushing for a petition that uh, will, will help the uh, police department overcome what was really over-the-top uh, move by the town council to go after the, the cops and the hiring and the salaries and everything else. And uh, the good news is they've achieved the number of petitions, number of signatures they need to overturn the ordinance, but uh, they want to make sure they've got a good cushion. So uh, you'll hear from them after Blue Friday. And if you want to uh, help out and uh, sign that petition, it's uh, always critical to stand with our cops. Remember this. You don't balance budgets on the backs of our hero law enforcement members, period. So to all the mayors out there, know that you've got a lot of fat in some of those budgets. Don't You never start with the cops. So what happened in Tom's River should have never happened. And the good news is there are enough great residents in, towns, in Tom's River to say, you know what, we're not going to let this stand. So you'll hear more about that after 8.30. But right now I'm talking about this weekend. What do you got going on? Let's go to Ronald in Perth Amboy. Good morning, hey, Bill. How you doing today? Ronald, I am doing great today. We had a, a very big victory last night at the Ocean County Convention. Uh, we had a great event in Monmouth County with our friend, the former Lieutenant Governor Kim Guadano, and some great restaurants raising money for uh, Sisters of Mercy, the Mercy Center. So all good stuff, and it's Friday. So two working days till Monday ahead. Yep, um, we're going to have a fundraiser for my son Garrett that lives in Hawaii. He has a, a small movie company, and he's got stage four colon cancer. Oh my god! Yep, uh, it's hard for me to talk. About. Yeah, of course it is, Ronald. H how old is your son? Thirty-four. Whew. How how when did he get diagnosed, Ronald? When when did he get diagnosed? About two months ago. I, I am so sorry. Um, how now is is he is he married? Does he have kids? Yeah, he's a married. They want to have <clears throat> children, and right now there's a lot of things out there that could possibly help him. So, so tell me, let let's get started. What how how are you how are you going about raising the money? I will will absolutely one hundred percent help you. Um, where does he live in Hawaii? Uh, right in Oahu by Diamond Head. God, I, I just, you know, I, it, 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 I'm so sorry, Ronald. Um, but, but, uh, thank you for having the guts and courage to call and, and let us know. Tell me how you're going about it. Is it a give, send, go? What are you doing? Where is it? Oh, they're going to have a fundraiser on Sunday at Strickland Steakhouse on Main Street in Woodbridge. Sunday at Strickland. Wait, I'm writing this down. Hold on. Sunday at Strickland Steakhouse? Yeah, from 12 to 4. 12 and to they're going to donate 10% of what they make that day to my son, Garrett. And and how do people give directly to Garrett? Is that is there a, a his, website? His name is, his name is G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Mozolic, M-O-Z-O-L-I-C, and it's a GoFundMe. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I will uh, I will share this. Uh, so Strickland Steakhouse. Where's that? Woodbridge, you said? Right on Main Street in Woodbridge. And, and also, I had my hair cut by John Batra. Uh, and he said, he said to say hello. I was there the other day. And he even donated some money. To uh, but he's, a, he's a good guy. T tell him I say hi and next time you get your hair cut. Yeah, he said he, he just spoke to the other day. And uh, I've been going to him for years. And uh, my my niece, Caroline Mazolik, she's with it. And the Strickland family is also behind my son. He was a local football guy, went to Woodbridge High School. And he, need, he needs to do well. That's what he needs. We're going to pray for him. He, he's, he, we're going to pray for him, Ronald. We're going we're gonna to raise the money. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this link uh, to our website later today. And and look, stay keep keep us informed. If you can call me next week, let me know how they did on Sunday. I'm I'm sorry I won't be able to make it myself, but if you've got uh, something else coming up, let me know. We uh, we we can pull together and uh, and help as much as possible. Sorry about you. Know, I was upset. But no, Ronald, don't apologize. Don't come on. Don't apologize. Know that uh, Jody and I will be praying for uh, for Garrett, his wife, you, and your family. Hang tough. We're going to see if we can help you. Keep up the good work, Mr. Bill. All right, my friend. Take care and be well. God, God take bless. care. All right, Tony, Jim, everybody hang in there. Uh, I will, uh, yeah, his name is Garrett Mazolik, M-O-Z-O-L-I-C. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page, and I will make sure that we have that posted later today. But uh, join me in, in praying for the Mazolik family. 628, Eric Scott with the news next. Six thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you till ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. I want to uh, just thank my friend, uh, former Lieutenant Governor Kim Guadano, for hosting what was really a powerful uh, charity event last night. Uh, she is something else when it comes to raising money. Eric, you would have loved this one. I will invite you to uh, next year. This was the first one. Okay. Um, I know it was. It's late for both of us, but it was. There were there were seven restaurants, I believe. Oh boy! So it was seven courses. Oh. I, I mean, it was fantastic. So so what they did was there were I think there were about two hundred people, and um, you know so sponsors bought a table. So we had, we had a few tickets. My good friend John Crimmy invited uh, Jody and I, and and uh, we we so we sat at a table of ten with some good friends, and every course you switch tables, huh? So the the chefs would come out, they would prepare the course, and it was just like you know small plates, but there was I, I there was this uh, asabuco, there oh. was a there was a pork dish, there was this pasta. It was one of the best things that that was there. Gabriella's um, made the uh, you know the one in Red Bank. Mm -hmm. They made this pasta. I, what's the, it's like a fat roll pasta. I don't even know. I don't know what kind of pasta it's called, but it held the sauce and it was hot, mm. like legit hot. I, I it was a great great event. So just small, and, and you were full by the end. And I love the small plates. I love that too. Yeah. So you got to yep. taste from each restaurant. And you were comfortably full, like not overstuffed, but you can, now I, you know me, I, uh, sometimes I, I, I don't always have situational awareness. 
<laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so come on. So they they brought out in a separate room dessert. Okay. So all of a sudden, so I'm talking. You know, a few people that you know they knew me, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm meeting up with some old friends, and I'm so I'm doing more talking than eating. So I noticed our table, the entire table had gotten up. And, you know, they, and I don't know, I'm not sure exactly where they went. I found out later. They'd all gone to get dessert. There were all these uh, small uh, local shops that had like ice cream mm -hmm. and cookies. I mean, just awesome stuff. So I look at the table and the waiters came over. It was the last course of the night. And they start scooping up the plates. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 don't take the plates. They're, I'm sure they're coming back. I don't know. I mean, they all went together. Maybe they got up to get a drink. I don't know. So I sat down by myself, and I waited about a minute, and I just started eating. And then I realized nobody's coming back. The pork was so good, I grabbed a couple of the other plates. Oh. <laughs> I, so, but No, but it was worse. I took the pork off the other plates and oh added it to my plate. Uh, well, like, I thought it would be gross to eat every, off of everybody else's plate. Yeah. Anyway. I got it. It was good. But that's... Did you think that you would chase them all away? I did. At first, I thought maybe, uh, you know, but, but Jody was gone, too. So I'm like, uh, wait okay. a minute. It, uh, I, I don't know. It's possible. She rallied everybody like, look, <laughs> leave him. He's going to eat the pork by himself. Anyway, it was, uh, I don't Never think. interrupt was, a man and his pork. It was good. But, yeah. but it's, it's the kind of charity that, uh, and Kim was so skilled. Like they had paddles on the table and she mm -hmm. was telling stories about individual families and kids and the, the food lines. I yeah. mean, you'd be, yeah. you, you wouldn't be shocked because you've been around this a long time. Yeah. Um, but to hear the emotional stories of, of how people suffer right, right here in Asbury Park, people skipping meals. Well, and I, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I, I think it was really Kim um, when she was with Fulfill that yeah. drew the attention to food insecurity on college campuses, mm -hmm. which is something that, you know, most people didn't even think about. And the ability to be able to put together um, food supplies for, you know, kids that are away at, at school yeah. um, that, you know, don't have the means to be able to feed themselves. And how are you going to be, I mean, it, it's the reason we have, you know, breakfast and lunch in, in school is that how can you be productive if you're hungry? You can't yeah. learn if all you're focused on is, am I going to be able to eat today? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, she's done terrific work with that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, what a great second, second, third, fourth, fifth career, whatever it is yeah. for her. Well, I feel right. A successful um, attorney, yeah. yep. sheriff of Monmouth County, yep. lieutenant governor, yep. first one, and now this. And, and, and her passion, the way she speaks about these folks, she is doing the job she was called to do. Oh, I, I this is I, her I right totally career. Yeah, I, it's I, and I often think that if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing something like that, too, because having grown up for many years in a restaurant, my father, you know, was always about, first of all, you never waste food. So I, I'm crazy about not wasting food. Hence the pork. Yes. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then whatever, whatever couldn't be sold, got donated. And, you yeah. know, that was and there was never a time. And I didn't know this until much later, until my parents, you know, kind of sold the restaurant and retired. But there were families and there were individuals that would come in um, and sit down and, or sit down at the bar. And my father would feed them yeah, and wouldn't charge them because That's he knew they great. couldn't afford it. Um, but, you know, he, he, would, he would make sure that, you know, anybody who was hungry, 
you could come and eat at our yeah. restaurant. It's something that I, I think that's, you know, and, and to segue into, I, I had a chance yesterday, I spoke at an event, private event that we did to talk about tax policy and digest this budget. And, you know, you look through the budget priorities and you contrast that with, I go from the, having a conversation about all the bloat and the waste in New Jersey government, mm-hmm. the fact that we're spending $6 billion more than we're taking in, and all this spending and all these guys that are getting rich off off of state contracts. And then you, you, you go to an event like this, you realize, like, there are kids skipping meals. Our priorities are out of whack in well, the state. Well, it, it is, and you can point to whatever policies and have whatever policy debates you want. But the fact of the matter is, for a large swath of New Jersey, the state is unaffordable. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, between rent, between property taxes, between auto insurance, between mortgages between i mean you the inflation in food and just in the commuting costs all of the things that you have to pay for yeah and that's one of the reasons why new jersey has among the smallest disposable incomes yeah. in the nation you know yeah. i wrote that story wrote that story a few weeks ago that looked at what the disposable income is we have among the highest incomes in right. the nation but you spend it all but you spend it all yep. the the amount of disposable income that you have um, is very small. Yeah, it's, it also contributes to some of the struggling with our small businesses. You don't have the discretionary overspending where you can go out right. to dinner a couple times right. a week, or yes. you know, yep. you, people. And I think a lot of the guys that have it. Look, if you're not, you know, guys like Murphy who who have the villa in Italy, he's not thinking about. Uh, can I afford the extra pork roll, egg, and cheese on the weekend? But but you know, if you're budgeting and you got down to a hundred bucks in your bank account. You're making a decision on yeah. a $5 sandwich. Yeah. I, I don't know when the last time was the Murphy family had to, to question whether they could afford to go out to eat. Right. Um, right. You know, and, and that, and, but that is that, a different the, mindset. And, but those are real questions and, yes. and real conversations that are had at dinner tables, you know, all around. And anybody who knows, and it's, and, you know, you and I both didn't come from wealthy families. Right. You know, we've had, you know, there were times we where our families were, right. were struggling. And, so we understand, you know, what those conversations are like. Uh, and even early on, you know, when I, when I first had my kids, I did okay. But, I, but there, were, there were times where, you know, I wanted to do something for the kids or I wanted to go out to dinner or wanted to take yeah. them to Disneyland. We just didn't have the money. And parents feel awful about that. Yeah. Right. You know, now take that mm-hmm. and say, you know, it's not a trip to Disney. It's can I afford to put dinner it's, on the table this week right. for my family. It's groceries that went yeah. from $150 a week to $400 yeah. a week for yeah. a lot of families. Yeah, now you're spot on. All right, uh, I want to talk about this weekend. Uh, yes, if you've got a charity event that you are uh, working on, attending, I want to talk to you. Uh, but honestly, let, let's talk about your weekend plans. And yes, it, despite all the stories you hear, it's okay. If you are just relaxing this weekend and doing something cool with your family, Tell us about it. 1 800 283 101.5 646. Traffic on with the next. Tara. on New Jersey, 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, um, I'll have up on the site the link to the GoFundMe page for Garrett, who is a Ronald in Perth Amboy's son who's suffering from stage four cancer. He's only 34 years old. He's married, he runs a small film company in Hawaii. Uh, I want to thank uh, the good folks at Strickland Steakhouse on Main Street in Woodbridge from 12 to 4 this Sunday. When you buy a meal, the restaurant will contribute 10% to the GoFundMe page. I also want to thank my friend, uh, retired Kenilworth Chief of Police, Ken Grady, 
who is the president of the Retired Policemen Firemen's Association, Local 3. They are working with a company called Sublimation 101. Owners Michael and Martha um, doing a great job making bears, teddy bears, that uh, the the uh, Retired Association, Local 3, is going to drop off on March 21st to um, the Children's Specialized Hospital in Mountainside. If you want to help, it's $20 for each bear that's going to be donated to the hospital for these kids who are suffering uh, with terrible illnesses. You can Venmo at RPRF Local, the number three. That's RPRF Local 3 or email RPRF. Local three, it's the number three, R P R F, local three at gmail.com. I'll have that posted to the website too. Uh, okay, what do you got going on this weekend? Is it charity? Is it fun? You doing something to just blow off some steam? Uh, maybe you're headed to Rutherford for the St. Patrick's Day parade. Going to be outstanding with great weather. Uh, let's go to Jim in Branchburg. Hey, how are you? Good, Jim. How you doing? Great. Good to talk with you again. It's good to talk with you. So tell me about this weekend. What's happening? Um, we have a daughter that plays basketball for Ramapo College, and they're in an ECAC tournament in Washington, D.C. It's at Gallaudet University, and that's where they're, they're playing Gallaudet. And um, kind of, well, for it's going to be interesting because Gallaudet is, as you probably are aware, is a school for, for the deaf. Yep. Sure. It'll be interesting to play a team, a non-speaking team. Yeah, Uh, that is interesting. It is interesting. What are you expecting? Well, I'm curious to see, what I'm curious is, you know, how their communication, how do they communicate on the basketball? Right, because there's so much yelling going on, right? Uh, There seems to be, yes. Yeah, I I mean, I guess they're signing. and and or or lip reading? I wonder. I don't know. That's really that is fascinating. I would have never thought of that. I would think it'd be very hard uh, if you're hearing impaired to play basketball. Um, yes, I, that's one of the reasons I'm you know I'm uh, excited to go. I'm curious to see about it. And I work in you know my my job now is I work in special education. I, oh. We don't have any children that are hearing impaired in our school, but. I'm just interested in the whole the whole thing. Plus, it's Washington D.C. It's where we went on our honeymoon, so it'll be kind of be fun to go back there. Yeah, you went to D.C. on your honeymoon. That's fantastic. Where did you stay? Do you remember? We uh, I would say it was a, a hotel right down from the Capitol. And the interesting part of the story is, you do you remember the blizzard of 1996? I lived there. I, I lived in Washington. Then my wife Jody and I. Got married in 94. We moved to D.C. We were there living in Georgetown. And I remember that storm well. I mean, that it shut down the city. Yes, we were there on our honeymoon. <laughs> How about that? During, and we stayed at a hotel right on New Jersey Avenue. So we, The Hyatt is on New Jersey Avenue. Right, that's probably it. It's right near Union Station. The Dubliner Pub is right there. My office was on uh, First. I was, I was literally... A, you know, two blocks away from from that hotel. So, the, the, what makes the story even better? I mean, it was just a weekend. Um, we were, I was teaching, so I was just taking a weekend. I wanted to get back. And we ended up getting, you know, everything was closed, so we were snowed in in that hotel for two extra days. <laughs> How about and everybody that? says, "Well, that's that's great on your honeymoon." 
there was a, a middle school dance competition in the same hotel. <laughs> and so we were snowed in with about 600 <laughs> middle school girls. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is really funny. I love it. Well, it's a that's a honeymoon story you will never forget. And I'm sure will be passed down for a generation. I love it, Jim. All right. Hey, thank you, Jim. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck to your daughter. Enjoy the trip. Thank you very much. You take care. Take care. You got it. 658. All right. Your weekend plans coming up. Tell me, what do you got going on? Charity? Fun? Crazy? What's happening? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 658 is the time. Eric Scott with your news in about two minutes. 709 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So we were talking about uh, this weekend, and I just want to point out uh, this Sunday, 1 o'clock, the Rutherford Irish American Association kicks off their 7th Annual St. Patrick's Day Parade. And I want to congratulate the Grand Marshal Joe Kelly. Joe was born in County Dublin. He's been in the U.S. since 1990s. Uh, since I think it was the early 1990s he moved here. Uh, good guy. And Eric, I learned a new phrase Okay. Uh, this I guy. So Joe Kelly uh, is very close to uh, my good friend PJ Leonard, who's a filmmaker and um, you know North Jersey guy, Bayonne Rutherford. So he said, he said, "Hey, my buddy Joe Kelly is the Grand Marshal of the parade on Sunday, and would you mention?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And I said, "But you know, tell me about him." He's like, "Up the dubs." <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I like that. So up the dubs is a guy played Gaelic football. Now, I don't even know what Gaelic football is. I'm, I imagine it's a version of soccer. I, I don't uh, know. But he said that, uh, so so he grew up playing Gaelic football, represented County Dublin as a uh, as a young football player. I'm, I imagine Gaelic football is is soccer to us. But anyway, their their chant was... Up the dubs, and I love that. I'm like, I want to find a way to use that. Okay, is that right? I I like it. I, I right? will, I'll have to figure it out. I'll have to figure out something. So the St. Patrick's Day parades are great, and and uh, it, it's funny though because there, this is early to do it. I mean, St. Patrick's Day is not until what the 17th. Right, so, so it's coming up on what is it? A Saturday, a Sunday? Yeah, I think the Hamilton parade is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Um, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is not told Sunday the seventeenth. Um, I-, I love them. Some of these parades are fantastic. So I always do the one in Hamilton. Um, actually, yeah. our buddy Mick was Grand Marshal last year. Stop it! Was he? Yeah. So that who's was the Grand Marshal last year? I don't have any idea. It's and not and what is it? Is it next weekend or? It's, yeah, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Oh, maybe um, I'll go. So it's well, come on because you you ride on the float with us and you hand out candy and and I love that. So what does he do? He gets a float every year. Yeah, he's a float every year. And last year, of course, he couldn't be on the float because he was walking at the head of the parade. I love that. Um, And you know, but this year, you know, he'll be on the float with us, and and it's just it's it's a great time. Sandra comes. Um, there's kids on the float. You have, you know, there's snacks and stuff like that. And, and when is it's it's next Sunday? Hold it's on, next now, Saturday. Now I'm looking to see if I'm going to be around. Um, God, it's it's yeah, that's Saturday the ninth. Right? And then we usually oh, end up I'll at be the, at the border. Oh, you're oh, that's right. I'm flying back that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, too bad. Maybe uh, next year. Yeah, it's it, put it on your calendar for next yeah. year because it is it's such a great event. I mean, it's and the, the lot of Irish heritage in Hamilton. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it, but it, it's um, so you'll see. If you look for the Longford Landscape float. I'll be on that. 
Uh, that is fantastic. All right, so if you want to see Eric Scott next Saturday, <laughs> go say hi. He'll be throwing candy at you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. And I'm sure the after party. Uh, oh, is there an after party? I forget. Is, uh, yeah. Or is there a pre-party? Well, <laughs> right? There's, there might be both. There's the pre-party, the during party, <laughs> the after party. Uh, that, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, um, I have never been a grand marshal, and I just got invited to be, and of course, here, here you go. I, I, I may or may not have embarrassed myself. Um, my, my good friend Dominic Cuso, who is the new mayor in Plumstead, he said, hey, we'd love you to be the grand marshal for our Memorial Day parade. So I, of course, ask him, like, do I get a sash? Uh, he's, he's like, no, uh, we could get you a sash. Uh, I'm like, I think funny. I want a Grand Marshal sash. I think I want a sash. Why yeah. not? I'm like, do I get a baton? How's that work? That's so I'll, I'll be doing that. That's coming. I think it's on Memorial Day, on the actual um, holiday. So that's, I used to do work with the Spirit of Princeton and help organize the Memorial Day parade in town. Mm -hmm. Always a great event. Yeah. We did a wreath laying for... The fallen um, soldiers, and uh, but St. Patrick's Day, it's interesting because it's so serious in Ireland. It's a very different. It's a very different world. experience. Yeah, Mick has told me that a couple times, and and some of one of Sandra's um, cousins also married a guy from Ireland, yeah. and he's like, we just don't, we don't understand. How you've right. taken this holiday? It's an, green beer is a, is a crazy American thing. We will take anything. I'm waiting extreme. for St. Joseph's Day to get to that level. Oh my we're, goodness! We're, right? We're, yeah. we're all having Negronis and uh, Campari. Uh, I don't know. Both. So, question. I'm waiting for, for Joe Carrillo's Day to get to that point. Joe, see that? I didn't even think of that. What we should organize a Joe Carrillo's Day parade, right? Maybe yeah, we'll in Red Bank? We'll Maybe over the Joe Carrillo's Bridge. What do you think and of that? We, oh, that's a great you, idea. And during the parade route, do you have to actually stop and drop a tear in the Navasink? I think you have to. I yeah. think that's the I think the job of the Grand Marshal would be to lead the parade of tears over the parade. the Senator Carrillo's bridge. I think that's it in Red Bank. Well, Senator Carrillo's, if you're listening. Uh, Eric and I are planning this. Uh, let me know if you'd like to have input or if any of your family members would like to talk to us about this. Um, Joe Carrillo Day. Of course, not coming up until, what, October? What is well, it, October it gives us plenty of time to, to plan. We do have time. Yeah. I, you know what? I will, on the other side of the break, I'll let you know just how many shopping days until <laughs> Joe Carrillo's Day 2024. Oh. 7.15, fast traffic and the weather next. Bro. 722 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talk to Jersey. Taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, if you uh, celebrate uh, with uh, Eric and I uh, a great New Jersey holiday, specific to New Jersey, Joe Carrillo's Day, after Senator Joe Carrillo's, who uh, had a lengthy career in the legislature and, of course, as you know, was one of the champions of Chris Christie's gas tax. So Joe Carrillo's Day, uh, the, the expected gift is 23 cents, which is what the uh, gas tax was. Uh, there are right now 242 shopping days till Joe Carrillo's Day. So only 242 shopping days. And we're talking about the possibility of organizing a Joe Carrillo's Day parade. Uh, it's on a Wednesday this year. So it's kind of awkward because, like, do you take the day off before Joe Carrillo's Day or the day off after? Uh, it depends on how many days off you have left when it gets to October. 
But uh, but Joe Carrillo's Day, we're, we're definitely looking to get that as a New Jersey state holiday and have state offices closed um, on that Wednesday. So hopefully between now and then we'll get some action with the legislature. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to somebody sponsoring that. So we'll keep you posted on that. But right now, 242 shopping days left to Joe Carrillo's Day. And uh, if, you, if you're ever uh, walking near the Senator Carrillo's Bridge in Red Bank, uh, you want to... Uh, the Navasink is right there. You can just shed a little tear right into the river to honor the great Senator Joe Carrillos. All right. What do you got going on this weekend? You got a charity happening? Is there a birthday you're celebrating? Something big happening? It's two working days till Monday. We've got a lot of activity going on this weekend. Very excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing my friend Jackie Vigilante, the head of the Republican Party in Gloucester for their big Lincoln Day event tonight. I'll be speaking in Gloucester. Very much looking forward to uh, to that event, uh, catch up with some old friends. Uh, it is going to be at, uh, let's see, tonight's event is at Scarpinato's Cucina and Catering in Blackwood. At, I'll be there at 630. Uh, I'll also be today in Bayville reading to a fifth grade class. I'm very much looking forward to this. Berkeley Township Elementary School for Read Across America. Be there at 1 o'clock this afternoon. All right, let's go to... Uh, and I'm not sure what book I'm reading. They gave me a choice. Let's go to Rick in Lake Hopatcong. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Uh, Rick, hold on one second. We got a situation here. Code pink. We've got a code pink. The phones are not working. We will be pushing the buttons and coming back to you after the news, which is next, 725. 739 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. So, sorry about that. We had to call out Operation Pink Cord before the news. Phones went down, but uh, thanks to uh, the swift action of Kathy the Board Op, the Pink Cord procedure and protocols were put in place. Buttons were pushed. Cords were pulled. And we are now back with our phones, thankfully. All right. What do you got going on this weekend? We got a lot of uh, charity events, a lot of fun events happening. I've got two working days till Monday. Looking forward to it. We'll start with Rick in Lake Hopatcong. How you doing, Rick? Good morning, Bill. Enjoying the show this morning. Thank you. Appreciate that. So sorry about the little miscue with the phones. Not a problem. We are looking forward to seeing you and Jody tomorrow at our 14th annual Leap in the Lake. And we're going to be donating lots of money with your... Uh, your presence and your help distributing to two of your causes that you passionately spoke about this week, the special needs community yeah. and our public school teachers. So yeah. you're going to, you're going to help us distribute more than $20,000 tomorrow. So we wow. thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, Rick, thank you. And, and thanks, uh, you know, to all the members of the Elks and uh, Lake Opakong Elks are fantastic. Uh, I, I am really looking forward to, uh, to this tomorrow. I know there'll be some mayors there. I'm, I don't know if, if Congressman Kane is coming. He was there last year. Right. We are expecting him. Good, good. It'll be good to see him. He's a good guy. Uh, this is going to be an awesome event. I am so excited. I have to tell you, Rick, it was such an honor for Jody and I to be welcomed in at the, uh, at the fundraiser to get this kicked off last weekend. What a raucous, fun, exciting crowd you had. Wow. Oh, it was, I mean, it was a great day. It was the event of the day. It really made our day. It was fantastic. So, uh, well, 
We enjoyed did, having you and Jody as well. Can I ask you, uh, Rick, if, if someone's listening now and they would like to contribute, like to help, what's the best thing for them to do? Come to the Lake Hopakong Elks um, tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock, or is there a way they can contribute online? What can people do? They can do both. So LakeHopakongElks.com, and the Leap in the Lake is, is right on the website. And uh, we expect... Um, a, a record attendance. Our pre-registration is over 800 already. Get out of uh, here. We have over, wow. It's amazing. Community volunteers, um, as we spoke, the, the passion of the people in New yes. Jersey to, to, for the, to work for the betterment of the community. There's no place like New Jersey for volunteerism. You know, I, I agree with you, Rick. I, I think that there's, you're right, there's an enthusiasm, there's a passion and uh, and I appreciate you pointing out, yes, two of the causes that uh, that Jody and I really want to um, uh, help support, push forward, and make sure are fully supported our, our special needs kids and our public school teachers, both uh, in in need of help. And I, you know, the contrast of what we see with what I consider um, money that is really misspent coming out of Trenton. Thankfully, there are so many volunteers and so many contributors and so many generous, honest people out there that um, that we're going to have a, a nice amount of money to give to a really good cause tomorrow. So we will see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Can't wait. And uh, again, thank you, Rick. And if people want to help out Leap in the Lake for special needs kids and our public school teachers, you can go to LakeHopatcongElks.com and we'll see you tomorrow at the lake. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Bill. See you tomorrow. You Take Bye care. Now. All right, so um, yeah, that's going to be a great event tomorrow. They they uh, they raise a lot of money, and and uh, it's important. There are, there are sixteen public schools that attend, and they will each get a check, and many of the special needs kids will also get a check. It was it was really it was powerful to walk through the Elks Club in Lake Hopatcong last weekend, and and the kids were great. I mean, just. Just so many smiling faces, and they they're they're into it now. I'm not jumping in the lake, and just so we're clear, I would normally do that, but I've got I've got a full slate of four events tomorrow, so it's going to be busy. So I I definitely won't I won't have time to jump in the lake, and then have to figure out where to get changed and get back to the next event. But um, if next year that's my last stop then I will definitely be in the lake. So uh, all good stuff. All right, let's um, let's do this. It is 7.44. What I'm going to do is take a break for traffic and weather. And, uh, and then on the other side, uh, Andrew, I'll get to you first. So I want to ask you, what events do you have this weekend? Is there a charity event that you'd like to plug for this weekend for the two working days till Sunday? I'm sorry, till Monday. Well, I guess technically, because today's a work day. We've got uh, many events today. But um, if you've got something happening this weekend that you want people to know about, so whether it's you're headed to uh, the Rutherford Day, um, St. Patrick's Day Parade, or if you are just doing something with family, what event do you have going on this weekend? 1-800-283-101.5-744. Fast traffic, instant weather next. All right. 751 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, I want to thank my good friend Peter, who owns a Ewing Diner. Uh, accommodated uh, Catholics and non-Catholics today on this Lenten Friday. The uh, hot dogs with uh, peppers, onions, absolutely awesome. Can't do it, but I will try the mac and cheese. Looks delicious with a little blue cheese in it. 
If you are a connoisseur of mac and cheese, you know blue cheese makes it. Oh, God, I love mac and cheese. Thank you, Peter. I've kind of drifted off a little bit just thinking about the mac and cheese and the sprinkles of blue cheese that kind of just melted in with that crusty top that you know sat under the broiler, made it perfect. The creaminess underneath, the perfectly cooked macaroni, the elbows, each with their own selection of the cheese combination inside the noodle, over the noodles, within the noodles. I love mac and cheese. Anyway, thank you, Peter. Let's go to Andrew and Stanhope. What do you got going on this weekend? How are you, Andrew? Good. Speaking of warm mac and cheese by Mm. the campfire after the leap in the lake. (laughs) There you go. You coming tomorrow? You're not far from Hopakon. Right now, I live in Hopakon. Now, I just drove by the lake. It's beautiful in the sun. You know, with the sunset glistening on it. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to going, and uh, I can donate my video services and video journalism. I'll shoot, get some great footage, and donate it to the Elks Club. Maybe to the town, they could put it on their website. I'll be the handsome one with the camera, but I'm looking forward to it, and I can help, you know, by promoting it. Yeah, well, I love that, Andrew. It's great. I mean, video, social media, the whole thing, it's so important because there's so many competing charities out there, and that's why I I tell folks that I... I get up close and personal when it comes to charities. And, I, you know, we support charities that I know where the money's going, that I understand the cause, I trust the organizers, um, you know, and I would much rather support local, personal charities than these big corporate charities because, you know, there's so much overhead in the big corporate stuff. But when it gets local, you know, the money that they raised last weekend is going directly to a public school teacher for their classroom. It's going directly to uh, a kid with special needs who needs it. So to me, that's how we pull together as a community. You're right. I'll bring the camera and you bring the mac and cheese. There you go. All right, Andrew, we'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Um, all right. So I, uh, I want to continue this conversation on uh, what do you have going on this weekend? Is there a, a special charity that you've got happening? I was telling you earlier uh, this weekend, our two working days till Monday, the Listen and Learn Tour continues around New Jersey. You know, I've been in Sussex, Morris, Ocean, Monmouth, Gloucester, Mercer, Middlesex, and that's just the past 48 hours. Um, you know, for me, it's critical. To, if we're going to spread this common sense message and plan, you got to get up close and personal. I mean, I, I, part of the reason that we do these charitable events is that government is so disconnected from average people. I mean... I don't know if you saw, I mean, this budget, we've started to go through it. But you're talking about a, a they, they, they cut a corporate tax. They did it for like 0.4% of the businesses. So the, the huge companies, some of these major national and international companies are now going to get a tax break in New Jersey while your small business, which employs half the people working in New Jersey, won't see a dime. Something like 99% plus of the businesses will see nothing. So when you get a rich, out-of-touch Goldman Sachs guy and his wife, who clearly is the co-governor, and their entire elitist agenda is to fill your kids with the poison of gender confusion, climate confusion, and anti-Americanism, anti-police propaganda, 
it's no wonder that the rich protect themselves. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And every Republican ought to be standing up and saying no. No to this budget. No to the, the giveaways, this corporate welfare. You know, I'm all in favor of cutting the corporate business tax. But how are we not carving that tax out to help the smaller companies? You know, they're like, oh, you're only, uh, you know, you, you get a tax cut if you're making more than a million dollars in profits. How about we reverse that? How about anybody making more than, let's say, a million and a half or two million in profits? That's where you ought to put the surcharge. John Bramnick, you know, one of the one of the most Democrat Republicans in the state, way more of a Democrat than a Republican, sided with Murphy throughout all the lockdowns. You know, he was one of the first masked up and ready to go. And then the hypocrite does a party at his house in the middle of all of it to celebrate uh, Murphy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But John's running for governor. And he favored keeping the 2.5% surcharge to fund New Jersey Transit. Classic out-of-touch legislator. Instead of addressing the problem that we've got a spending disaster with a $56 billion budget, $6 billion over what we take in, no, let's just raise taxes. Now, if you want to say we'll keep that 2.5% on big corporations that come in here, some who are not even headquartered here, and you want to say, let's tax the very rich, these big companies that won't notice it, and use that money for um, our CTE training, career and technical education, use that money to offset real estate taxes, use that money to actually fund the tax relief fund that comes out of the general fund. Yeah, yeah, all favor for that. But let's carve out something for the smaller businesses and the medium-sized businesses, instead of just protecting the very wealthy, that's the problem. So, you know, a lot more to come on that. But, um, hey, after 8.30, I'll have the, uh, I'll have a very special hashtag Blue Friday. And I know some of my friends at the, the, with the PBA and Tom's River want to talk about this petition that they have to overturn an ordinance passed in Tom's River. An ordinance that, in my opinion and uh, the opinion of many, hurts uh, public safety and is a direct attack on our cops. So um, I am all in favor of uh, supporting Blue, as you know, and overturning this uh, misguided and uh, ill-advised ordinance out of Tom's River. All right, it's 758. Tell me about your weekend plans, 1-800-283-101.5. Eric Scott with the news in two minutes. 809 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. Um, Eric, so this migrant issue. Yeah. The, um, it's funny to me that the Tom's River mayor right away wants to dismiss the uh, that story that went awry about the buses. Apparently they were not full of migrants. But um, that said... We have no idea how many illegal migrants are in this state. I mean, it could be 900,000 for all we know. We don't. And, and, and we've seen buses come in, park, 
and unload illegal migrants. It happened in Edison. I mean, yeah. the Democratic mayor in Edison was it like, happened yeah. in Trenton. Yeah. Um, you know, it's happened in Secaucus. It's happened in multiple locations. Yeah. So it wasn't crazy out of the blue. No. For someone to think that a bus could have been unloading in Tom's River. No. It, it, may, it may have happened before there. It, it we may, don't know. You know but, right. But what that, that is, that's been the problem um, throughout this entire ordeal. Ever since the buses first started arriving here, uh, Governor Murphy admitted some migrants were staying here. They weren't continuing on to New York, as everybody was originally led to believe. Uh, there was no numbers but at the time he said it was a manageable situation then not long after that he and a bunch of other governors including the governor from new york started lobbying the biden administration for billions of dollars to be able to handle the problem then he started hearing stories popping up about were they going to be using um an old psychiatric hospital were they going to be using you know other facilities there was even a report they were going to use a an old closed movie theater at one point none of that stuff appears to have come to fruition but no matter how many times uh, Murphy is asked about it, he won't provide the information. Now, he did say he wanted, what, 24, 36 hours notice before the buses were going to arrive here. I don't know if that's happening. Um, I don't think anybody really knows what's happening. And the administration has just steadfastly refused to share information, chiefly among them. How much is it costing New Jersey? We, that's we, right. You know, we don't we don't know. So it, it's. Oh, I've asked this question about you know I I, I went through the numbers on Medicaid. Our Medicaid cost last year uh, six point one billion dollars, and it's it's a staggering number uh, because New Jersey has a much higher threshold. They, they they or I should say lower threshold to allow people in two point one million people estimated, and the question I had and nobody knows the answer. How much of that is due to illegal migrants coming in that are that are in our hospitals that are? I, I, we have no idea. We have no idea. <clears throat> we don't. And again, you know, I, I will say, you know, I'll leave that to you and and others to debate the policy. But it is doing a disservice to the residents of New Jersey to not reveal the numbers. How do you have a conversation about whether it's a problem or whether it isn't a problem if Phil Murphy and his administration? refuse to even quantify right. the problem. Right. So, you know, it's it's a little disingenuous to be able to sit there and say, oh, well, we need comprehensive immigration reform. Well, how much of a problem is it in New Jersey? And and that's, those are legitimate questions to ask, and the governor refuses to provide the answers. Yeah, I mean, you think you could drill down to uh, the buses that have come over. I mean, our, our state police are certainly capable of knowing what's coming in, what, who's on our highways, et cetera. If we saw physical buses unloading people, um, then you know what's going on. Why? I mean, and, and I don't mean I don't want this to sound speculation at all. But what would be their motivation? Is it uh, is it a political cover because we're in an election year and this is a you know this is not a good look for the National Democrats? I mean, I, what, what do you think? Or is it? Or is it that they think, look, if we don't get called out on the budget numbers, we can't be asked to remove any parts of this from the budget because we haven't told you what it costs? Well, I think it may be a combination of all of that. I mean, it, it is it is fast becoming um, the most galvanizing issue yeah. in American politics right now. And, you know, every state is now a border state because yeah. you know, these buses have, have arrived. But I also think it's much like 
um, everything that's been done by the Murphy administration since the beginning, it's an air of arrogance of we know better, don't worry about it, we'll take care of it. Right. And that that's basically been the overreaching policy of the administration for the last seven years is, you know, how dare you ask us questions? We will, f- we've, we've no. got this. Well, and I wonder with all the uh, high density housing being crushed into our suburban communities, our residential areas, our, you know, places that, that can barely handle the number of people that are there now when it comes to infrastructure, fire, EMT, police, water, you know, sewage, things like that. Um, how many of these housing units, which have gone up almost overnight in the past two years, I mean, and, and thousands and thousands of units up and down Route 206. I see new units uh, uh, coming on, uh, I think it's Pennington Road, but they're, they're everywhere. I mean, you know, in central Jersey, I see it the most. Uh, I wonder how many of the vacancies our state government is planning on scooping up and, and housing migrants. I mean, at some point, you can't have people living in the tents on the side of the road. Right. What are they going to do? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's and it's a question that states all across America are now having to to deal with. You know, you've seen what the issue is in New York City, um, and what it has done in terms of the straining of services, um, and you know what it has cost city residents. And we've seen the overflow in the urban areas that bump up against New York City in in northeast New Jersey. Um, and it's only a matter of time, a lot of mayors fear. And a lot of those mayors are Democrats, by the way. Um, well, it, right. It's becoming less and less of a partisan issue yeah. and more of a community action issue. Yeah. I, and again, you know, you might even have a Democratic mayor who supports more liberalized immigration policies, but he doesn't want it crushing his town. That's right. You yeah. know, and I, and I think that's where you, when you look at like as a mayor, Sam Yoshi, that's. Edison. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I think in Edison, I think that, you know, that's the situation you've got. But he made it very clear. Our police have been instructed that they will find them. They will round, round them up and they will send them back to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think it's it's smart policy and good on the mayors who are fighting back. Question for you. Uh, what have you seen in your town? Have you seen some of these buses unloading illegal migrants? Um, do you agree with me that New Jersey not only needs to do something about it, but we have to we ought to be closing our borders to illegal migrants? And who do you think bears the burden? I mean, some Republicans want to put the blame on um, companies. Uh, you know, Governor Ron DeSantis has said as much and they've passed these laws in Florida. I don't agree with that. I don't see why the companies should be to blame at all. This is about, I mean, you're not responsible to check immigration status of somebody who's coming to apply for a job, especially when you're talking about day jobs and and everything else that's going on. The burden ought to be on our state government, our law enforcement. We need to empower our state police to start to end this by identifying the illegals. I think if you are here illegally, and especially if there's a federal detainer order, you ought to be put in jail. And that's something that we've got to address because the infrastructure issues, the crime issues right now getting out of control and there's no end in sight. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Who do you think ought to bear the burden of this and be blamed? 817, Fast Traffic Instant Weather Network. Eight twenty four on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. 
Um, just a couple things I want to point out. I uh, I just if, if you follow me on social media, and I hope you do. I just uh, I just shared this. There's a good account that uh, that I follow um, called at uh, DC underscore Drano, and uh, he's got a video up that I just shared. Um, you know, some things I don't I don't write a full article about, but I'm going to the border next week. Jody and I are heading down with uh, some members of our team to um, McAllen, Texas, and then we're taking a boat on the Rio Grande to Laredo. We're gonna I want to see this firsthand. Um, but you, I am sure that uh, you've heard about the murder of this uh, young woman, Lakin Riley, by a, a criminal illegal alien. Um, thousands and thousands of people in Georgia gathered for a vigil. I think the tide is turning on this illegal immigration uh, issue. And average people, Democrats and Republicans, have said, you know, that's enough. And this is not about poll numbers, even though the poll numbers show that it is definitely on the minds of most people. Um, we've got we've got some, some murderous criminal aliens out there. We've had we've seen in just the last week, I believe, five reported incidents that made the um, national news: rapes, murders. I mean, it's a problem, and and the problem is that. You know, the old, uh, can't we all just get along? The answer is no, actually. We, we can't. Because there is evil in the world. And now that Joe Biden has allowed our border to be overrun to the tune of two hundred and fifty to 280,000 illegals a month. A month, by the way. And complicit hacks like Governor Murphy have allowed New Jersey to become a border state by failing to act on it. We have an enormous problem. So we're going to head to the border next week, and um, and I'll report back. I'm going to call in live to the show Friday morning. I'm going to do a Facebook Live. Producer Kristen will alert you to that. I, I don't know what time we're going to do that. I will either do it early in the morning, which will be about 6.30 there. We start our tour, 7.30 here, or I'll do it right after the show, like at 10 o'clock Facebook Live. So I'll keep you posted on that. But, um, but know her name. Know her name. Lakin Riley. Young woman, cut short in the prime of her life, young college student, dead, murdered by a criminal alien who should, shouldn't have been here in the first place. And I think it's time we start filling our jails up. I think it's, uh, it's, it's long past time that we start enforcing federal detainer orders. Long past time that, that we focus on this criminal element coming across our border. We've got to stop it. And, you know, Jack Cittarelli, who wants to be your governor, now you know, he's going to run and fail a third time. The guy's been running for governor for eight years. He was complicit with the Murphy lockdowns, and he pushed for licenses for illegal aliens. And, you know, when you've got Republicans that support these disastrous policies, which normalize illegal activity, you've got to reject that. You've got to reject that. A guy like Jack can't win. Can't win. Because he's, he's working against us. So we've got to be mindful of the real charlatans who are out there, guys like Jack, guys like John Bramnick, all complicit with what's happening today, and get a handle on stopping crime and standing up for American citizens. It's time we start speaking for America and Americans. All right, other side of the news, I've got a special hashtag Blue Friday, and it's got me thinking about 
uh, you, if you work in retail, if you work in retail, have you seen an uptick in shoplifting and criminals coming through? Have you ever confronted a shoplifter? Have you ever had to deal with somebody doing a uh, run-in, grab stuff, and leave? It happened with a few officers. I'll tell you the story. Other side of news coming up in two minutes with Eric Scott. New Jersey 101.5 presents Blue Friday with Bill Spadia. Thanks to our sponsor, Jobs for Blue, the leading New Jersey provider of side job scheduling. It's happening more and more these days. The run-in, grab merch, and run-out thieves are more brazen than they've been in a long time. Thankfully, we've got some outstanding members of law enforcement who are on the lookout and helping protect and serve our hashtag Blue Friday honorees today. Officer Kevin Grady and Officer Sean Casey, who responded to a theft call after three people fled the Nordstrom Rack in Paramus. The thieves quickly separated, ran hard in different directions. Officer Kevin Grady acting quickly was able to catch up and grab one of the men, two men and a woman. The perp was cuffed and stuffed into the patrol car, and as the officers were making their way back to the police headquarters, um, on this trip to the station, they spotted the other guy. Officer Grady jumps out of the car, runs him down, and cuffs him and stuffs him. That was two out of three. Now, unfortunately, the woman's still on the loose, but law enforcement is on the case. Case, And I, I want to thank the quick thinking and action on the parts of Officer Kevin Grady and Officer Sean Casey. Thankfully, two out of three of these perps are in custody and will be facing justice for their action. Another reminder of how chaotic the job of our police officers sometimes can be on any given day. And thankfully, New Jersey not following the lead of California no thanks to our governor, but we are not letting shoplifters and thieves get away and taking what is not theirs. So I want to thank all the police officers at the Paramus Police Department and every one of you who will put on the uniform this weekend while most New Jerseyans are relaxing, shopping, eating, enjoying friends and family. There is a police officer on duty 24-7 in every town across this state making sure that you can rest easy. And we should thank them and appreciate them. So thank you uh, specifically to the Paramus PD and officers Kevin Grady and Sean Casey for your excellent hard work, quick thinking, aggressive action, and getting the bad guys cuffed and stuffed. Thank you guys for all you do. As you know, I will continue to advocate for our police departments. I will continue to fight for our cops at every level, whether you are a state trooper, whether you are a municipal cop, FOP, PBA, sheriff's department officer, prosecutor's office, corrections officers, every one of you deserves a special place in our society because you serve a critical functional role that we can't have liberty or prosperity in the Garden State, as our state motto says, unless we can keep our streets safe, and that's what our law enforcement folks are doing every day. I want to thank my good friend Guy DeMemo, who uh, owns the company Jobs for Blue. Blue Friday is brought to you by Jobs for Blue. They are the leading New Jersey provider of side job scheduling. Go to the website, jobs, the number four, blue.com. 
All right, let's uh, check in with uh, my good friend Jillian, who's the former PIO at the Tom's River Police, um, with an issue going on in Tom's River that you can help with. Jillian, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. So how are all the guys? How's our good friend Chief Mitch Little? How are the Tom's River PD? How are they doing? Well, you know what? They're still awesome. I'll tell you that. Um, they are lucky to be among the you know, greatest police officers and police departments in New Jersey, and they're still out there. They're still working hard. Unfortunately, um, they are less two officers now. So um, the mayor um, convinced five out of the seven council members that Tom Dura Police Department had too many officers. So he's one of the first in a long time to say that there's too many officers on the road. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it, now there's a thing, though. You have gathered enough signatures in a petition to overturn this ordinance. Yeah, so um, actually, the we sent out a petition. We have been going all over town. I mean, people are just devastated. Um, we have such a great, great community. And the ordinance, what it did was it um, took away two captain's positions. So now the super... There's um, supervision. The, the mayor is very crafty with his wording, and um, he said that it was just a couple people they supervised, but he took away supervision from um, well over 200 people within the police department um, and left us um, to to figure it out along the way. He He doesn't believe that captain jobs are necessary, and it's pretty interesting because we had an efficiency study in 2021, which said that we run extremely lean and efficient at our police department. So Chief Little is so great, and he worked very hard to um, make the table of organization as tight as it could be. He civilianized a lot of jobs um, so we could have more officers on the road, and um, the mayor just... You know, I, I understand that that he believes that he's shifting the money into CSOs, which are our community service officers, and they're EMTs and paramedics, and 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 so well appreciated and part of our family. But something very interesting. I don't know if you're aware. Chief Little found the following day after the mayor introduced the ordinance, he found a grant that would cover that, and um, the grant is ready to go. It just had to be approved by the. Um, town council and the mayor refused to put it on the on the agenda it's a shame it's just you know it's a shame jillian when when cops get caught up in something political tell me this I, i've got to jump but but first of all thank you for your years of service to the tom's river police department um i i would i hope you are back in a similar role very soon uh, congratulations to Chief uh, Mitch Little for running one of the best-run police departments in the state. It is not by accident that Tom's River is so safe. And uh, I, I appreciate you, Jillian. How, but how do people sign this petition? Okay, so listen, uh, real quick, uh, because I know that the mayor also, he took my job to take away the bridge between the police department and the community. So um, I, I promised him I wasn't going anywhere, and I'm definitely not. Good. I will be... Tomorrow, um, I'm still part of the Tom's River Police Foundation. I will always support them. Tomorrow, we will be downtown Tom's River is having an amazing event. It's an Irish festival tomorrow. It's rain or shine, um, but we are just, uh, we'll all come out and we will be selling shirts. The Police Foundation is going to be selling these beautiful green I Love TRPD shirts. I love it. And find the petition there. Um, you also can come to um, Terrence Turnbox office, which is at 2 Hooper Avenue in Tom's River, and you can sign the petition there. 
um, from 9 to 3.30 every day. Great. And stack those teas on Fisher Boulevard and Tom's River, again, 9 to 3.30 every day. They'll have the petition. The, um, we did reach our goal, which is amazing. We are certified. Um, however, we need to send a message to the mayor that it wasn't just the goal that we needed to reach. That Agreed. the community is not okay with him. Now, listen, you, Jillian, I've got to jump. You don't balance the budget on the backs of the hardworking cops. It is ridiculous, especially when there was grant money available for the EMTs that he talked about. It's an outrageous affront to our law enforcement. Uh, absolutely ridiculous and made worse by the fact that he sent out an, a mailer uh, naming the cops and their salaries just to try to shame them and embarrass them. It was really uh, over the top. I have not seen a mayor do that across New Jersey. And for that to be a Republican, wow. What a, I mean, just awful. Jillian, thank you. Uh, text me and let me know what the update is when you guys double the number. And I'm here to help. You take care, Jillian. I, I've got to jump. Uh, but leave any other message with Jillian. Or, I'm sorry, Jillian. Leave any other message with producer Kristen, and I'll make sure we get that. 848, Fast Traffic Instant Web. 851 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. It's 851. Talking about um, our hero cops. And let, let me just say this, and I'm going to be very clear with everyone, that when I say you don't balance budgets on the backs of cops, I not only mean that, but I will be consistent with that through whatever is next. So my message to all of you in law enforcement, I've got your back. Not just while you are working in the line of duty, but when you retire. We are going to restore a cost of living adjustment in this state. It is a main mission. Why? Because A, we can afford it. B, our police officers deserve it. And C... It is enough of the political posturing with politicians coming after cops, trying to act like somehow they're overpaid. When's the last time in your job you ran toward gunfire? When's the last time in your job that you had to be prepared to jump out of the patrol car and chase down some perp? When's the last time in your job you had to approach a darkened window on the turnpike not knowing if the guy behind the wheel had a gun? So don't tell me that this is somehow a job that is similar to other jobs. I love the detractors of the cops. They're like, oh, window washers are more dangerous. Get the hell out of here. You want to talk about, oh, what, the percentage of people that die on the job from accidents versus the job that police officers have to keep our streets safe? Come on. Not comparable. There's a reason why New Jersey has a 30% deficit in our police recruiting. We don't treat our cops right. Then you got some hack politician who spent a career as a Democrat, switched parties so he could win a race, and then decides that he's going to post the names and the salaries of cops. Let me tell you something. Last time this happened, it was Governor Chris Christie that went after our teachers. And it has taken me years on the air to let our great teachers know that I stand with you, that that not every Republican agreed with the disparaging of our teachers. And why? Because they took some examples. Oh, there's a kindergarten teacher making 80 grand a year. Oh, there's a first grade teacher making 90. Without any context, when we start to vilify people based on the salary they earn, 
and not appropriately present the context of why they're earning it, how they earned it, what it means to the town, what it means to your taxes. You are doing a disservice to every community. A letter that just shows, you know, Officer Joe Smith earns $140,000 a year completely out of context. All it does is foster tension between the community and the cops. We need to stop doing that. Now, are there cases where somebody's getting away with something? Of course, in every industry that happens. No kidding. But this idea that you'd start to hire politically connected friends to fill every job in town hall or under the dome in Trenton and then act like it's the cops that are somehow busting the budget is disgusting. It's wrong. It's leading to a lack of public safety. You are creating a dangerous environment. So to all my friends in law enforcement, know this. As long as I have a mic or any other platform, you will have a voice. I stand with blue. We're going to get cola. And we're going to start getting the culture of this anti-cop nonsense that was ushered in by Phil Murphy and now is being normalized by a couple of political hacks out there. We're going to put a stop to it. It's enough. Back the blue. Stand with blue. We cannot have liberty and prosperity unless we have safety and security on our streets. And it's the cops that get that job done. All right. Dave, Stephen, I'll get back to you. I want to talk about this uh, illegal stuff. Actually, right now, I want to know from you, are you a retail worker? Have you ever had to confront somebody who was shoplifting? Or have you ever shoplifted and you're, and you're looking back saying, whoa, can't believe I did that, but you're not doing that anymore. Come on, you don't have to use your real name. 1-800-283-101.5, 856. Eric Scott with the news in three and a half minutes. Nine oh nine on New Jersey one oh one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Talking Jersey, taking your calls, one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. So I uh, I don't have to tell you how strong a supporter I am of law enforcement and um, the fact that we need government to reflect a culture of positive energy and support for law enforcement. And um, you know, it's unfortunate you get a couple of these guys uh, that get into a political position. And they right away, they're like, oh, I can save some money there. And then I can hire my friends to work in my administration. And it's too bad. But it happens. Um, and, and, you know, you know you've got my commitment that throughout my career that I will do uh, everything to stand up for and elevate and change the conversation to positive and support our men and women in blue. All right. Let's go to Dana in Tom's River. Morning, Dana. So you're on the ground in Tom's River. What do you think about what's going on? I am on on the ground. I think it's a disaster and it's disgraceful what this mayor is doing to our our whole town by um, eliminating police officers from our department. Um, I, I did the math, Bill, and he overinflated his numbers $627,000 regarding the salaries, the pensions, and the benefits. So wow. with that $627,000, he could pay for his CSOs yeah. that we we do need. We do need them. But this is not how you do it. You don't eliminate police officers, and that's more the fight that we're having. It's not about the salaries in the long run, although I appreciate your support of them. 
it is about removing bodies yeah. from our streets. Well, I was just reacting to the letters that went out. Um, I just thought that was over the top. We can have a reasonable discussion about a police officer's salary. We can have a reasonable discussion about staffing needs. But, you know, from all the analysis I've heard talking to my friends, uh, you know, w within uh, different unions and police departments, uh, there's, it's not like, you know, Tom's River stands out that it's somehow woefully over budget, overpaid. Uh, you could make an argument that based on the growth of the town that um, th there's a staffing deficit that, that you could actually use a lot more cops. Absolutely. We, and like Jillian had stated earlier, um, lean and efficient, but uh, lean turns into um, to, to nothing, you know, like yeah. keep leaning it down. And then what are we left with? Well, you know, it becomes emaciated, yeah. not lean. I've said this. It's like the guy diagnosed with a mental disorder. You've got schizophrenia and you're taking certain medication. And two years in, you're like, wow, I feel great. I'm going to stop taking the medication. Yeah. You know, wow, the town is safe. We can. We don't have to rehire cops who are leaving. No, it doesn't work that way. Correct. You've got to stay vigilant. So I, I just wish, Dana, that it was a conversation that happened between the parties. This kind of thing should not be made so public because now you've you've endangered, uh, potentially endangered officers because you know you get the average person making you know sixty grand, fifty grand, whatever they're making, and the, and there becomes that. That uh, envy, you get the, it's too easy to say, wow, that dude's making 140. Uh, how come I can't catch a break? And and it's a natural human reaction. And I think that was, that was where I took this issue and said that was over the top. Have a conversation about money. Don't go to the public airwaves and try to shame people because it, it, it's, it's, it, it's not productive. It's, it's entirely counterproductive. Yes, and, and it, it just, like like I said, our biggest issue right now is you're removing bodies from the street. Yeah. Our town is growing. Crime's yeah. going up everywhere, and we need those bodies. Yeah, and sure we need the people in positions to to train and teach them how to do what they need to yeah. do. So, I mean, I think, Jillian said, I think they got the signatures on the petition to change the ordinance uh, within a couple of days. I mean, Correct. it was very quick. Correct. Yeah, so um, we we had it together fast. Yeah, and I know my friend uh, Tony Rivoli, Rivs Tom's River. What a great place on Hooper Avenue. Love Rivs, Tony. If you're listening, I want to get out for a meet and greet at your place uh, because the burgers at Rivoli's, uh, some of the best. Yes. So they have been amazing to us. Yeah, they're they're great. Uh, Tony's a great guy, and and look, Tony was under fire by the state government. I mean, for years, still battling because they. You know, our government, sometimes we, we get people elected who use the office for their personal gain, feed their personal ego, satisfy their personal ambition, and they're not really accustomed to having any kind of a leadership role, so they don't know how to lead, and instead, they, they try to rule. And it doesn't work that way in America, and, and I think we uh, people are right to push back. Again, we can separate a budget discussion, um, but I, I would argue that uh, even in that case that this is wrong-headed policy. Dana, thanks for calling. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, Tony, I know you want to make a comment about cops, and I will get to you, but I'm going to do this first because I don't want to run out of time. Let's break for fast traffic and instant weather next. It is 9.15.
921 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning on this beautiful Friday morning. Awesome, awesome weather. Great events coming up. Two working days till Monday. We've got a busy day today. Tomorrow morning, I'll be at our um, Warren County Convention with our friend Doug Steinhardt and uh, Jim Kern and uh, Lisa Chesla, and it's a, it's a great, great group. Jason Sarnowski, good group in Warren County. Busy, busy week today. A couple of charities, charity events, and tonight I'm speaking in Gloucester County. Um, funny that uh, I, I, my phone blew up after that ad played. So you, don't you love it? A super PAC in Virginia coming after me. Um, you know what's interesting is that, and you know, guys know this, you know, you could take an eight or nine second clip and take it out of context. You got to ask yourself why spend the money and uh, and try to do it. And it's very simple, very simple. It's not about me; it's about you. They do not like the fact that there is a genuine populist movement out there of average people standing up. I, I spoke at a tax event yesterday, and I said, you know, you guys. You're, you, they don't want normal citizens, business owners, teachers, cops, ever having a say in politics. They'd rather keep it in the back room. So the strategy is that they want um, folks in the Republican Party who support Donald Trump to think that I don't support the former and hopefully future president. But uh, everyone up to and including President Trump know that that is just not true. Hi, Bill. Well, I'm proud to be in your show. You do a great show, and I know your show from long before this, Thank long you. before what I've done with uh, the presidency. So it's great to be on your show. That was uh, when I spoke to the president on uh, on the show a little while back. and uh, But it's nice to know that President Donald Trump is a listener to this show. So, um, But, hey, I encourage any and all, just like when it comes to callers, if you disagree with me, you get bumped right to the head of the line. So keep those ad dollars flowing, guys. I love it. 923, let's get back to talking about standing up for our cops. They do the job that enables the rest of us to rest easy. We'll start with Tony and Brick. Morning, Tony. Good morning, Bill. Listen, I'm a part of your team. Just call me Phony Tony, you know. <laughs> Phony Tony. I love it. I love it. That's just, awesome. Just a couple just a couple points, if yeah. I may. Number one, people are forgetting, especially politicians who just are clueless. All the departments in town hall work 40 hours a week. The police department works 168, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days out of the year. They don't shut down for Christmas or New Year's or Labor Day. They have to be 24 Of course their budget is larger. Multiply all the other budgets by about five, and you'll see there's not a big disparity between them. People forget that. They, I used to have a guy, I was an elected official, would come up and bash the police department about the money. And I said to him, well, they're 24-7. If you want them to work eight to eight to four like everybody else, Monday through Friday, yeah, their budget would be lower. People are clueless about what causes that expense. Right. That, no, you're you're exactly right, Tony. That's why you've had callers uh, this morning saying, "Hey, they're, they're misstating it. They're acting like these guys are all getting rich. It's just not. It's not the case." And 
you know, you could make the argument that, okay, are many of our police officers earning more than the average income in the state? Uh, yes, that is absolutely true. But that's not the reason that we have budget crises. And the other thing, Bill, if you think of a town as a business, if I own a restaurant, do I pay my dishwasher the same as I pay my waste staff or my executive chef? No. Right. Everybody makes money for a reason right. on what they do. You're paid according to your ability. You know, it's, it's, this, is not, uh, this is not Marxism. You're paid according to what you are delivering. And I don't know how you even put a price tag on the fact that a police officer will run into gunfire on behalf of a complete stranger. So, Tony, I'm with you. Thank you, Phony Tony. I love it. That is uh, uh, Phony Bill, Phony Tony. It sounds better with your name. I like that. All right, man, got to jump. Good to talk to you. Have a great weekend. All right, Joe, I'll get to you first on the other side. Other side of the news with Eric Scott, which is coming up in literally three and a half minutes. 938 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, I just want to make a uh, shout out. Uh, my uh, my friend, uh, Tommy Farrell, who's former producer here and at Chasing News, um, Peggy, his uh, his aunt, it has a business, and this Friday, today, actually, is their 35th anniversary. So, Peggy, congratulations on 35 years. Salon St. Clair in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Peggy and her partner, Leah, have been there for 35 years. Same location. So, congratulations to the Farrell family, and what a, what a great family, Um Tommy is the coach of the Manchester High School football team. Great coach has turned that, that uh, organization around in a, in a very big way. And um, any, uh, any member of the Farrell family is a friend of ours. Great people, great family, strong, strong presence at the, uh, at the shore in Monmouth and Ocean County. So if you get a chance, stop by Salon St. Clair in Spring Lake and help Peggy and Leah celebrate 35 years, same location. That's, that's the kind of business we... Need to promote. That's that's what I was talking about earlier when when I said the, these guys in Trenton, the the governor with his villa in Italy, completely detached from real people, wants to give tax breaks to billion dollar corporations, some of which are not even headquartered here. Yet the mom and pop shops get burned. I'm all for lowering the corporate business tax. And eliminating the 2.5% surcharge. That said, I want to do a carve-out. Because I'll tell you this, you're a business throwing off millions of dollars in profits. You're going to pay your fair share. It's that simple. We need to err on the side of the pizza places, the salons, the dry cleaners, the normal, average, everyday people. Not these gazillion-dollar corporations. What the hell's wrong with the Democrats? thought you guys were all power to the people. Where, where, where'd that go? It's embarrassing. All right. All right. Rant over. Anyway, congratulations to Peggy Farrell and uh, um, your uh, your whole uh, team. Actually, I think it's Peggy James uh, is your married name. But Peggy, congratulations to you and Leah. Salon St. Clair in Spring Lake. 35 years, same location. All right. I want to uh, quickly, uh, I'll get back to this whole thing about cops. I want to just uh, bring in a friend of mine. His name is John LaRosa. And he is a singer-songwriter. I, I met him um, on the course of, of Jody and I being on the trail for the past almost two years now. And he is a great performer. 
a great patriot, and he just signed a record label in Nashville. He's a Jersey guy. He's got a song called 13 that he has uh, played at some of our events. He has sung at some of our events. Fantastic guy. John DeRosa, congratulations on the record label. How you doing, man? Thanks, Bill. Great. So very excited. Can't believe it's happening. Yeah, so tell me, when, when did you get the call? Like, what, what, Tell me what happened. Walk me through it, because that's a big deal. Yeah, well, um, January 2nd, I got an email from them, and uh, two things actually did happen. I got the email from them and the, took the long process of going through it. I got contacted by other record labels. This was the third one. So it took me a while, and I decided, you know, what they were offering was worth me to take the plunge and try to do it. And, uh, and again, like I said, I have two things. I have a... I wound up meeting one of Elton John's producers, and I sent him a song. My daughter wrote a poem. I turned it into a song. He's absolutely in love with it, and he wants to produce it and release it on his own record label. That wow. is fantastic. Um, tell me what happened. Did you have to do a live performance? Did you send them the tape? What? How did it work with the Nashville group? Oh, yeah. I had to, I had to send up all my social media. Um, had to talk to them a whole bunch, about five, six, eight times, and... Uh, you, we both had to vet each other out. Yeah, it was yeah. A pretty unique and awesome process. You know, it was a big learning experience. So, what do you think is going to happen now? I mean, this is uh, this could be a, a windfall for you. Yeah, well, you know what they have? It's they have an eighteen month program, uh -huh. and um, each month they have it set on what I'm supposed to do to help me get to the highest I can attain in those eighteen months, which. I really loved, you know, so many other people are like, hey, join a record company, and then that's it. They actually have things set and set in motion that I'm right. going to have to be doing. Yeah. Um, now, John, listen, are you going to be too big to come to our events? Never. <laughs> I uh, We're doing, and I'd love to have you back out. We're going to be back in Flemington soon, and we are doing uh, what we're calling the Listen and Learn Tour. And I'm taking it to not only different uh, groups around the state, but also we're doing a Main Street Saturday where we camp out. We're, we're going to be in Belmar in a few weeks. I think it's April 13th, Saturday afternoon. We're going to put up the podcast tent and, and do the live broadcast from Main Street, bringing in all the local businesses. And I'm going to continue to do that uh, right up on through, uh, well, let's just say whatever's next for uh, for me. And our common sense movement. But we're going to continue to do this. And it would be fantastic to have you do a guest spot and come on to some of these Main Street events. Oh, absolutely. Any, anytime. All right, man. We'll make sure it happens. Look, congratulations on the record deal. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. I, I'm so happy for you and your family. And the fact that you this is born out of just your love of this country and your support of our veterans. You're, you're a great American, John. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be in touch. That is John DeRosa. Look for his song, 13. Uh, and it come, it was it was started from the 13 folds in the American flag that they uh, fold and give to family after a U.S. military service member is is killed. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's powerful stuff, and John is a good guy. All right, let's jump. Let's go to uh, Joe in Tom's River. Joe wants to talk about uh, the Tom's River cop situation. What's happening, Joe? Good morning, Bill. Um, I, I just want to mention to you, uh, my daughter was on before, Jillian Messina. Oh, you and, know, we love Jillian. Yes, 
uh, and she was the media relations specialist for Tom's River Police. She brought in over a million dollars to help the police and our in our in the police foundation, and she did a great job. And uh, because of something I said three years ago at a council meeting, I called out who is now the mayor. Uh, he had made a remark that when he's mayor, the first person he will fire will be Ms. Jillian Messina. Wow. He said, he said, Joe Nardini's daughter. So I feel responsible for that. I feel terrible. Ah, but, uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm going to say it publicly. This mayor is a vindictive sociopath, what he's doing. He has his council going. Uh, he brought some people on. I don't want to talk about them or against them, but they're not given a, they're not given a fair shake here. Uh, Apparently, there's no agenda posted. They don't know what they're talking about. Everything that's brought up to them has to be referred to to the mayor because he's the only one who has all this going on in the background. And uh, they look like a bunch of fools up there. They really do. You know, I wonder, Joe, if, if the five members of council who voted for this, if it was political or if they really thought they were doing the town a service by by cutting the cops. I. I don't know, but I, I've heard what you just described from several sources about the whole vindictive nature of, of firing Jillian. I, you know, it, first of all, you have nothing to apologize for. I mean, you, you've served your town great. Uh, the Nardini family has served the town of Tom's River in, a, in an incredible way over the decades. So, uh, you know, look, we, we, we stand with Tom's River. I mean, this is about the people. And, I, and I'll tell you this, Joe, it's no accident that... There were so many signatures so fast on that resolution. So, look, I've got to jump, but we will certainly stay in touch. And uh, any any uh, member or family member of anybody associated with the Tom's River Police will always have a voice as long as I've got a platform. And uh, I intend to keep this platform and uh, maybe add some more as uh, time goes on. Joe, thank you for calling. Be well and uh, no apology from you necessary for sure. Uh, it's a shame what's happening in Tom's River. It's a great town, great um, uh, stronghold in Ocean County and better times ahead for Tom's River for sure. 947 Fast Traffic Instant Weather Night. 953 on New Jersey 101.5. What a great Friday this has been. My apologies. I sometimes have random thoughts and I say them out loud and it distracts Joe Myra. Um, but uh, look, I want you to have a great weekend. We got two working days till Monday. Producer Kristen has all of everything we talked about today, the charities that I talked about, Blue Friday, all posted to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. And you can see in there, there will be a link on the charity one to billspadia.com slash events. Come and see me this weekend. I'll be out and about. And a quick note to, uh, <laughs> to the uh, political insiders in that Virginia Super PAC. Guys, I just, you know, for, on behalf of me and the station, thank you so much for spending your money on our station. You have helped offset some of the costs of our staff and our salaries. It just means so much, and I, I hope to have you back. And, you know, get a little more creative with the ads. I think uh, this one, um, it's, it's, this one was too easy for us to shoot down with, with clips like this. I really appreciate it. And you do have a great show and, and, uh, I've listened to many times. Thank you. Words of wisdom. And we appreciate it very much, Bill. Thank you, you take Mr. care. President. You take care. We're praying for you. We will continue those words of wisdom throughout the next several weeks and months and continue to speak truth to New Jersey. But, uh, but I mean it, you know, the super PAC guys in Virginia, I hope you guys uh, keep spending the money because it is going to very good use here. Guys have an awesome, awesome, awesome weekend. I'll see you on the trail. I will be back on Monday, 6 a.m.
Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey, New Jersey.